Hey there, angry faithful. I just wanted to drop in, bend your ear a little bit, get your attention. So if you're not listening, drop what you're doing and pay attention to me because I'm here to inform you that not only can you get your daily, maybe if you're binging it, I'm not sure that's entirely up to you, but you can multiply your doses of angry me fuckery by paying attention to all of the platforms upon which you can find either the dulcet tones of my voice and David's voice or my pretty face and David's not so pretty face. Anyways, digressing, we, not only on we are on YouTube, we are on Spotify, we're on Rumble, we're on Google, Apple Podcast, we have a TikTok page, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and of course Facebook. So if you find yourself fuckery deprived, curl up with a nice hot mug of shut the fuck up. And just listen, open those ear holes and be prepared to be cream pied like it's the first time. Thanks for listening. And welcome, Angry Fable. Today, again, we're at O'Brien's Bar and we're doing a, I, I think they call it like a, a swap cast. It's, it, they have so much terminology for podcasts and everything. It's, but I'm here with uh, Cynthia Anderson and we we actually talked about this last week and last episode on my podcast that we were gonna uh, do a uh, uh, dating one. The dating well, the whole reason why I wanted to do it was uh, the when we were young and everything like that, like in our twenties and everything, the stuff that we didn't have. I'm still young. Forty is the new twenty. Don't care what you say. Dating still sucks. It, well, okay. And, and I've said it, dating does suck. Worse now because now you have an extra 20 years of fucking bullshit that they went through before. Yeah. That and you end up getting like the bottom or the rung that nobody wants anymore. Or didn't want to. The millionaire who wants to hide you in his fucking house and give you everything you want so that you don't work and have any sort of public contact. <laughs> That's bad, but you go out and you have like, it's been like three years since you dated, you decided to date again. It doesn't matter who it is, you just go on a date. She ends up being in a wheelchair. She ends up telling you she just got out of jail because she was trafficking meth. Nice. Yeah. And that would be why TABC, TSA, TABC is the Texas Liquor Police. We have our own alcohol police department. If you did not know and were not aware, that would be TABC. TSA, definitely, I always wondered why they would feel up on them fucking people in the wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah. We, hey, we made it past the 60 seconds. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys, I apologize. I do say that word a lot, a lot more than it actually happens in my life. Like, that might be why I say no, the I word I find new time. ones. I find new ones. Like, shit pump. <laughs> I got that from another uh, uh, another podcast. He had a Canadian uh, uh, infantry woman on, and she used that all the time. And this shit pump here, this shit pump here. I'm like, that's a new word, and I'm using it in my vocabulary. Thank you, ma'am. It was so funny. I came in today, and I had to be mother hen 
and treat like a 60 something year old man like a first grader because of his inappropriate behavior. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he asked if he was barred and I was like, not if you can fucking act right. I was like, you work here, but if you can't act right, that means you can't fucking drink here. <laughs> and uh, then I sat down and was talking, and there was another customer here, and he goes, she hasn't said fuck in like four sentences. I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm used to it. It's, I mean. It's literally become like a filler word, but it fits. Like, it's there is, not even. There is, there is one thing that, uh, that uh, panned out. Uh, from one of the, uh, uh, what you call it? What was it? It was, uh, oh, uh, the, uh, if you're intelligent, you use curse words a lot. I'm like, I don't see it, but I do use, you know, all kind of vernaculars just to describe, cause, cause fuck's one of those words you can describe everything with. <laughs> right. Get that fucker over the fuck the over there and fuck that bitch over there because she's a fucking cunt. Right. I mean, it just... It's it's so they they have a thing on Netflix on the uh, the invention of the curse word or something like that I think I think Rob what what is it it's a documentary series of uh, the anyone's up they uh, the guy invented a website where anyone could it was an easy submission form we would go on there and post news of their exes and all that. What ended up happening was he paid a hacker to hack into people who didn't send dudes out that had pictures on their emails and whatever to hack their phone and send the news onto the website without consent or anything. That's how they got him. The website was shit, but there was no legal obligation for them to do anything. I was talking about curse words, but oh, okay. Uh, I thought you said the worst person in the internet. Oh, well, we no. said fuck, and he went straight to people illegally uploading nude photos. I was like, I was like, He's like I know where's he going with this? <laughs> well, where, where's he going with this? I, heard this is, I, I was like, totally, I was totally into it, though. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where he's going with this, but I'm here. I thought he, like, produced the show or something like that, and I'm like, dude. I watched Those it. of you listening while driving, because they've had this situation before, please buckle your seatbelt, keep both hands on the wheel, and face forward while driving. Oh, yeah, because no, this this train's already gonna derail a couple of times. We don't need you derailing. To it. <laughs> yeah, you know how many times you know how many times it's uh, for the last two years of doing this podcast, I've gotten I've just driven off of rails every time. And there's sometimes I don't I even know where it. it's get, how to get back. We've done it with me on here. Yeah, everybody's said the same thing. It's like, how do you, how do you, you have a subject, right? Yeah. No. Do you go with it? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Uh, sorry, I misheard. I thought you were talking about the documentary on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But. Well, wrong documentary, bro. Wrong documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about the invention of the curse word. Day, we were so talking just... about the word fuck. No. Yeah. What that. the fuck's up, Brent Maples? What's going on, man? But it, <laughs> da dating back in the day, I mean, uh, we were in the time frame beginning of email. And how many how many emails did you get to uh, dating and everything? Because the the match wasn't in uh, Match dot com wasn't even until like. Yeah, they kicked me like off that. of all of those immediately because the only reason I've ever tried to use those 
whore to get people to come to the strip club because oh uh, so you're the one you're the one thing. you're the one that kept on spamming my stuff and I, I had, never spammed anybody I never even got to that point before I got kicked off the platform no every every one that I had to uh, deal with and everything like that because I've 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 gone through like spammers I love spammers only because that's where I do my gold because I'll get I'll get like I literally had a I guess it's a, uh, a texting, uh, yelling match with the cam girl. <laughs> oh, it was it was so funny because she was like, "Are you gonna are you gonna come to the uh, this site to verify blah 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 that uh, you're of age and everything?" I'm like, "No, it just takes me to a porn site and I just regularly use like RedTube or YouPorn or something like that or a Pornhub because you know that shit's free." But but what about me? I was like, hey hey hey, I I'm broke. <laughs> I'm not getting. You're not getting my money. And, and she literally was like, after that, she was like, well, you're a piece of shit. Blah blah blah. You're trying to save money. Actually, that should be like a a, a positive. If you're trying to get with somebody, you're trying <laughs> to save money to, you know, be in a safe and warming, healthy relationship. Secure, secure, secure. There we go. So they also say that people who cuss a lot are very honest individuals. I'm too honest. I, I can't so. even lie to save my face. Like my if I if my fucking mouth doesn't say it, my face says it. Like people have literally like I've been at the bar because I'm a bartender, and people have looked at me and said, "Why did you just look at me like I'm fucking stupid?" I was like, "Oh shit, I said that out loud." No, I actually didn't, but my face definitely was that because that was the exact word for word thought that I had in my mind that he telekinetically or whatever heard. And I was like, well, the shoe fits. Most of the time, I don't even talk. I don't have if, to. If, <laughs> if, 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 I'm, if I'm literally not saying anything, because it's for your safety. <laughs> it's one of those things because I, I had somebody. What was it? They're like, no, no, no. Seriously, tell me the truth. I was like, all right, you... Because I'll, I'll always do the whole thing. Do you want me to lie to you or you want me to tell you the truth? Uh, tell me the truth. And I tell them the truth. It's like, Jesus, that's what you think about me? I'm like, no, that's what I think about the situation. And you want to take it how you want to take it. It's no big deal. But if you want me to lie to you, I can tell you everything's going to be uh, unicorns and rainbows. It's gonna be awesome. It's right. everything's gonna be all right. Cause I was I was talking to a person that just uh, lost a parent, and they were like, "How do you deal with this stuff?" Oh, you don't. It's gonna be uh, scarred for a lifetime, especially you know. And, and they're like, "Why Around would you say? Why would you? Why would you say that?" I'm like, "Because it's happened to me. I've had a shitty life, and I still have moments to where it just fucking hurts." And they're like. But, but, aren't you supposed to be, you know, caring and everything like that? That is me caring. That's me caring because the basic fact of, I'm letting you know, you're going to have to deal with it your own way. They're, everybody's different. Don't become a whore. <laughs> After my mom passed, I fucking frowned. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a hole, I'd probably hit it. My grandma passed two days later. I went and picked up all my shit and hadn't talked to my boyfriend in a couple months since then. I was like, yeah, I 
I don't have time to deal with coping and your fucking shit. Goodbye. Yeah. It's just <laughs> not today. <laughs> it, it's just one of those things. But uh, I mean, is it is it a little bit easier? I mean, your profession. I mean, right now you're just doing a, a general manager of the bar, but your actual profession being an adult entertainer, how? That, that, that's one thing that's always interested in me is how do adult entertainment uh, workers actually date? Because I've heard like different things on like so the, the people that work in the porn industry dang what they call a civilian that's not actually part of that kind of industry and everything like that. And, and, I've, and I've gotten it to where they were like, I just... I just want to come home and just have a nice, relaxing evening and everything, and that's it. And, and, well, and it's the same as, like, a firefighter. You know, he goes and battles the fucking blazes. He's got dirt all over him. When he comes home, he wants to be clean and relaxed. Like, we want to do the same thing. We want to hang up our shoes in the fucking locker room and hope they don't get stolen, go home, and forget about all this crazy shit that happened in our life that day. But... It ends up being that, you know, people see a lot of girls in domestic violence relationships or, like, with narcissists and stuff like that. And it's because it takes, first off, you can't be fucking weak and date an entertainer. You just can't. You have to be mentally and emotionally secure in yourself and your relationship in order to handle that, that line of work. And, and then still, I have literally watched... To me, it takes an alpha to attract me because I have simps knocking on my shit all the time. You know what I mean? So it takes somebody that's really strong and, and persistent as fuck to get any of my attention, which isn't good because, like, I mean, I've literally almost been killed by an ex-boyfriend because he was strong as fuck. Guy made, like, $28 an hour, was a contractor, was fucking amazing. But, and they think that they're okay with it, and they are, until they actually develop genuine feelings, which is about the four-month mark, and then... You got it, like, down I'm dead serious, it. man. It's like... It's, and then they really weren't okay with it in the beginning. They just thought that eventually you would fall in love with them, too, and you would want to give it up because you love them. It's not, they're never okay with it. They, they learn how to cope with it, but they're never genuinely okay with it. I watched a strong-ass individual become weak as fuck, quit his job because he thought I was cheating on him, but I'm home all the time. Literally, if I'm not working, I'm at home. Same here. If I'm not working, I'm at home. I'm not out doing anything else, seeing anybody else. I don't even respond to people in my inbox unless it's business. Like, I don't. And it ended, that ended to where, like... He almost killed me. He literally broke in my house like six o'clock in the morning, a month after I blocked him on every sort of media outlet. I mean, he, if I blocked him, he'd just find a new one. And I had finally, the only thing he could get through me with was my email. And I just sent him to the spam folder. I just never saw it. So I wasn't intent, and attempted to reply to it. But I woke up one morning thinking my dog got out of the kennel and there's this like six foot one big ass motherfucking dude who I told to stay away from me standing in my hallway my kids are home and I'm like this isn't gonna end well and I just kind of was like well shit we're sleeping my kids are in my bed I guess if you want to watch us fucking sleep until my kids go to school more power to you I don't even know why the fuck you're here but I'm not gonna fight you to leave and wake my fucking kids up so they have a shitty day at school 
Man, after my kids left, thank God I have two phones because I had hands around my throat and all sorts of crazy shit. I never pressed charges on him because... Why not? Well, my uncle was the chief of police in town at the time, and if he came back, it wouldn't have been good for him. But I, if I had pressed charges on him, he probably would have sent a hitman. Like, he was fucking obsessed. That, that, I, I've never got that. <clears throat> that obsessiveness. He literally it, just, didn't want me it, because it's, I was it's a stripper. One of, it, it's but one he didn't those, want anybody else to have me either, so it was... I never got that kind of narcissism. I, I really don't. It's like, I had... The best example, I get it kind of... Because I did it myself. I, I was wanting to break up with this chick. She broke up with me first. I went over to my buddy's house. I was like, dude, she broke up with me. I can't believe it. I was like, dude, a week ago you were wanting to break up with her. Oh, yeah. That, that was the end of the subject. I just had to have somebody, like, help me realize that we were done. Yeah. It's just I haven't took it. I didn't take that step first. Yeah, the reje rejection burns. Yes, yes. And after that, it, it was one of those things. It's like after what was really sad is like uh, at the time I was working corrections because I was like, she didn't get my time frame. I worked twelve-hour shift in this heat in a basic Connex box for twelve hours, and I got home, showered, got my uniform uh, ready for the next day, passed out. And after I woke up probably around about 4 o'clock, and I had to leave probably around 5 o'clock just to get in, because technically I worked probably about 14 hours. Getting in and out, it added an extra two hours. She didn't get the fact that I needed those hours to cool down and get myself to deal with stupid people. Because that, that's what it is. You go to work, you deal with stupid people, both the officers and the uh, inmates. <laughs> She didn't get that. She kept on was like, hey, could you go to the store and go do this? Can you go to the can, can it wait until I get off? Like, for, like, a, my, because I had, like, four days on, four days off. She didn't get the fact that let's do it on the four days off. So he can, she she was totally narcissist. She she ended up to the, uh, to the point where she would literally tell me, it's like, well, I had this one boyfriend that did this for me. I had this one boyfriend that did this to, for me. And I was like... Did you have any of them that had dealt with your fucking uh, talking bullshit like this? I literally said that. I just, like, one day, I was like, well, why aren't you with those people? <laughs> why are you, why tired are you? of it. I was like, why can't you? You can't different. I mean, it was one of those moments. It was just the sex was really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, well, at one point, I actually, and maybe because of that, thought this guy was the one, and I quit dancing for like two months and let me tell you like it had already gotten that to that level of toxic you know what I mean that that didn't even matter if I was 15 minutes late getting home he'd be like what's that in your eyelash were you underneath the desk giving your boss a blowjob I'm like holy fuck bro like fuck this I'm not gonna be broke and miserable if you're gonna continue like if you're just gonna treat me like this I'm fucking dancing dude I'm not fuck I don't give a fuck and I did I went back to dancing it it's it, it's really weird that because I would do that joke, but I would be joking. I'm like, oh, your knees are messed up? Were you underneath the desk giving your uh, boss a blowjob? I would expect you to say, didn't you do that like last week? Like, yeah, but I, he keeps on calling. Yeah, crazy. 
It, it, it really is. Now, when when you're actually doing tours and everything, how, how does that act, how do you, how do you actually do that? Do you just do it like I know a lot of like people that do that type of stuff, not not as a adult entertainer, but people that travel for work like comedians and everything. They just do like a weekends. And they're back home for like four to five days. Is that is that the same case, or yeah. do you do it the whole week? Well, it all depends on the club that you're booked at, because they all have their own different thing. They all have their own different price settings that they pay. Um, it all just depends on how the agent set it up. Some day, sometimes, like when I do the North Carolina or not North Carolina, West Virginia tour, um, which they haven't had us doing since COVID. They they haven't had features there. But it was, they ha they owned three clubs, one in Princeton, one in Charleston, and one in Barbersville. And so we would go to Princeton the first night, or no, we went to Charleston the first night, Princeton the second night, and Barbersville the third night. So it was still a one weekend tour, but it was a freaking hour and 20 minute drive between each destination that you got to unpack and reload. Um, here at Maximus, and both here and uh, Victoria, they... They do one week. They do Monday through Saturday. We call it stripper boot camp because there's no other club that does a whole fucking week, three shows a night. It's a lot of work, a lot. Um, and this is typically the first tour that they send anybody on. That's also why we call it stripper boot camp. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have you been to one over by uh, Omaha, Nebraska? There, there's one, uh, I forget the name, but a buddy of mine I used to manage it. Uh, I think there's a guy, a guy named Buddha that manages a club out in Nebraska, or maybe that's South Dakota. I don't know. I've I've been to 13 states, but most of them are like east or are Midwest, South, and then Southeast. Like I've been to I was Miss Exotic Wisconsin in 2017. I've been to New Orleans, uh, Vegas. West Virginia, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan. I will never go back. Um, that was not fun. Iowa? Michigan. Oh, Michigan? Fucking Battle Creek, Michigan. What, what was that one? Uh, well, they like to see who's published on the billboards and then watch you get into your car and then pull you over because they know the probability of you drinking and being a celebrity uh, and then making... Yeah, I had the same yeah, problem in There was like five of us who got DUIs and for straight, being followed straight from that club. And it, I have drank for 20-something years and... I hadn't even drank that day. I was deliriously tired, and the customers started, like, basically starting an indoor riot. Why'd you hire a feature that doesn't fucking drink? How do you plan on even making your money back? Blah, 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 blah. And they kept on going on every time I get on stage. Well, the last time, they had just ordered around, so I just went over and said, grabbed all four shots and fucking took them. I was like, fuck you. I drank fucking alcohol. You dumb bitch, you know? And then I was like, let me out the back before y'all close. I don't want these creeps following me. They want me to go to the casino with them now that I drank their alcohol and they're fucking weird. I'm not going anywhere with them. So let me out the back door while my phone wasn't connecting. So my GPS wasn't connecting. And I just pulled out of there like, I know I have about 10 minutes to drive and then I'm going to be close to my turn for my hotel. Well, it had just started snowing out. And I, had, I did take those four shots. I'm like, I have 10 minutes to get the fuck where I'm going anyway, you know? And, um, Man, I'm used to drinking like four to eight shots an hour for an eight to ten hour shift. Like, and still being completely functional. 
Well, so, I actually, but I, that you're not going to pass a breathalyzer with four shots, period, within an hour, probably for at least five hours, and they totally screwed the shit. I out actually of me. found out on uh, uh, the uh, Failure Stop podcast. I was listening to that today, and they were talking about DUIs and everything like that. They said, in all reality, you should stop if you, and you can't judge it yourself, but you should stop at .5 because your core inherent enough to know that you shouldn't drive. At point .8, you start to believe that you can drive. That's the actual dangerous thing. And a lot of uh, places are actually thinking about lowering the uh, alcohol, uh, uh, what do you call it? The That's literally one drink an hour. Yeah. And you can pass. Literally one drink yeah. an hour. Do you know anybody that comes to a bar and drinks one drink an hour? I do it because I don't like the hangovers. And I just ease into it. I, I stopped I stopped drinking that like like that when I was like early thirties. I just yeah. I couldn't very rarely do I even drink anymore. If you drink more than one drink in an hour, it takes up to five hours for it to leave your system. That was another thing that I'm, I, I was actually thinking about. Uh, see if I can actually uh, get the uh, stuff for here in town is an IV bar. What is that? It's, they have them in Vegas. It's where you get like super drunk one night, and the next day you go to the IV bar, and they hook up an IV onto you, like like one or two, boom, pepped up. They have liquid IV in the Kool-Aid section of Walmart. That doesn't work all that time. It's a powder you put in your water. It's yeah. got all the, yeah, it's, man, that thing saved my life on my last tour down south. Really? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't get hung over. If I drink one before I start drinking and then drink one when I'm done drinking and drink another one in the morning, I'm completely fine. Yeah. I might still be a little bit drunk, but <laughs> I'm not hung over. <laughs> but uh, the same thing, because uh, I was talking to a couple of people when I was in the military. They, they were talking about uh, Korea and the uh, so, uh, Juice Girls, where they get... They get like a cutback from uh, getting the uh, guys to drink and everything like that. Is this the same thing here? Well, we used to have a lot of clubs that would do what they did. They called uh, ladies' drinks. Okay, when I first started dancing, mind you, my like dancing literally is modern day pimping. When I first started dancing at the age of 18, we did. We got paid for all the liquor that we sold. So, like, the old school gangster guy who ran the bar, that was the first place I ever worked was actually in Florida. But when I came back home shortly, like six months later, I was working in, in a river city. And what that means is this is literally a village of 150 people on the state line. So, yes, there's police within a five minute, but they're not from this state. They're from Iowa, so they cannot, They don't have jurisdiction to go over to Illinois unless there's an emergency. Then the ambulances and stuff can go over there. They don't have it like a... Cause, uh, the closest a city town. is like 40 miles away. So unless there's highway patrol, it can oh. take up to an hour for you to get a response. Oh, shit. So it was pretty gangster. <laughs> and, like, he would have plates of cocaine in the back. If you get too fucked up, he'd be like, bitch, go do a line, sell some more fucking liquor. Jesus. Like, that's what I grew up. That's the yes. Yes. It's There are not very many places like that anymore, thank God. But, yeah, I mean, that that's the old school shit that 
some of these yeah, fuck that. dive bar unregulated. There's definitely a difference between a strip club and a gentleman's club. And that would be one of the differences. <laughs> now, okay, they're more or less peddling the women like prostitutes. Did, did the women peddle themselves? Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> like, they're, they're like, oh my god. Yeah. That's why I work at gentlemen's clubs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, going back on the dating stuff and everything like that. So, it, because of the adult, uh, from what you're saying, because of the adult entertainment that you do, you ba mainly use that to, uh, get people to go to your Oxter Foxtrot and stuff and, uh, your other stuff? Or do you... Man, I haven't even been on there since, like, last July. I haven't had time for it. Like, this is, like, I mean, I've done a lot of work. When I first came here, everybody that came to this bar was, like, Uncle Daddy, white trash, hillbilly, think they're in an episode of Yellowstone because they live in Texas. Every word's a fucking fight word, and then we're going to get so drunk we don't remember what the fuck we're doing. We're going to beat up whoever fucking talks to us type shit. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's taken a lot of mental, emotional, and physical work to get this place. To, and I had a conversation with one of the owners earlier today because I had a situation with a customer that's been here since the day damn place opened, and he's one of one of maybe five that still come here that have that were here before I came here because I've kicked the rest of them out literally all of them and I'm like this person used to have the Spotify password and I went like four times to change that password and he fucking keep getting it back and I'm like finally it, it, it made an entire bar full of people leave because he'll put, turn it on play one song and fucking leave and he deleted the whole queue so then when the cue, when that one song's over, the speakers start going really loud. Well, when it's in his fucking pocket and I'm disconnecting it and it keeps reconnecting it for in, for 20 minutes, every couple minutes, the damn speakers would start going bang, clean out a whole bar full of people and now he doesn't have the password anymore. So There's I'm no like- There's no two-step uh, passwords on that? Not if you have the app and it's logged in on your phone. No, you can have it go, uh, the way it's like, uh, all my stuff, there, there's always a two-step process. Uh, you have to go through, like... Yeah, I don't know, that fight's over, I won. Okay. <laughs> but usually... And now uh, I don't remember the fucking password, because I had to change it so many times. I'm like, I hope the computer never logs this out. <laughs> but, uh, what, so you're still doing the, uh, you're getting everything set up so you can actually start doing more, uh, traveling to, uh, do more, uh, uh, gentlemen's clubs, I guess? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm wanting to. I mean, I'm at the point where I don't really need to, but it's a good paid vacation. I literally get paid to go party and have fun. Like, I travel all over the country and get paid to party and have fun. See, that's one thing. Well, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people I have a different different style of fun because I do my archery I do I mean I go out hunt soon September hits up why is, why is it I think I just accidentally that's all right no we'll it was going red so you can just record again yes yeah I can merge them when I actually create the episode yeah uh but no I I have different that's the reason why I don't like going but I have security yeah none of the girl all I have a contract I have my own dressing room I don't have to deal with the caddy bs that dressing room saga has every night like I have security I have the option if I want to do private dances I can but I don't have to and I'm already getting paid and making a couple hundred bucks every time my foot hits the stage so 
unless the person's treating me right or paying me right, I'm not fucking doing it. Okay. So it's not, it's, it's literally, and it's literally theater. And how we were talking last time about, uh, for a lot of entertainers, um, if the, if they last in the industry, because not a lot of girls last in the industry, it either washes them up, eats them out. You know what I mean? Because of them having to use coping mechanisms to deal or they grow through that downfall and it's a therapeutic thing for them. Like a lot of them have been molested or yeah. stuff has been done it's, to their body that they didn't have consensual stuff. And now they have the power to no matter how much I turn you on, you're going to keep throwing your money at me. And if you touch me in a way I don't want, this bouncer is going to beat the fuck out of you. Yeah, it's basically so, the same thing as uh, what we were talking about last time about the uh, uh, BASN stuff. Right. It's it's sometimes it's taking back control. And it, it is hard to take back control with a, uh, a lot of stuff, especially with anything that's uh, abusive to your body or your mind. <coughs> but... It's and I never really uh, thought about it, but one of my big things okay. is, like, um, I do a hot for teacher, and I have the paddle, except uh, for instead of me paddling people, I let them paddle me. And every, and, like, I'm like, you, is your dick small? Like, because your muscles obviously are. Like, I can't even feel that. What are you doing? I got beat a lot when I was a kid, so I don't know if that's another form of, like, I have the power type thing yeah. because I've literally had these paddles broken on me, but I also had that as a child, so it's not... But this is like me. I'm getting paid to get beat now, you know what I mean? Well, like, I'm uh, not just getting beat because my dad's a dick. Like, I'm getting paid to fucking do it. My, my, and I'm like, my, and, and I'm like, you conditioned me to be a fucking stripper, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, not the beating part, but the other shit. Like, I mean, I'm fucking really good at my job. That's why I'm... Internationally recognized. Yeah. <laughs> Thank was, you, Daddy. That was the. <laughs> that was awkward and weird. Uh, no, it, uh, like they had a uh, one that uh, she was talking about that had like rhinestones on a uh, ping pong paddle. I was like, what? Dude, I had a motorcycle club. Um, that they had a, a leather worker that carved their clubhouse logo out and so whenever i went to their place to do that's what they hit me with so when they, i would get done i would just have a bunch of their fucking logo all over my head <laughs> <laughs> at least it's not permanent right but uh another thing is is uh what what happens when you decide when you actually want to uh stop doing because I know, I know some people, they go into, like, the Here's 50s. the thing. I mean, some of our... Okay, so that's... If you make it until you are considered retirement age, that's when your big money's going to come in. Because that's when you've you've been in the profession long enough. Like, that's, that's literally when most of these girls end up being showgirls and end up getting agents and end up getting contracts and booked by clubs to come be headliners. Um, there's a real big fetish of men wanting older women, especially ones, the men that come into places like that, because they don't want to feel like they're predators. And you know, you go in and you have the option to dance with a 40 year old woman that's only 20 years younger than you, or dance with a 21 year old woman that's 40 years younger than you, you're gonna pick the 40 year old woman. See, I never even thought about that. It was just one of those things that you just, uh... You, you look at and you see how far they actually uh, go on stuff and then they 
they actually do a, a hundred times better at that stuff. I, I just never even thought about that. Yeah, and you don't, you, I mean, you don't even, I didn't even think about it until I sort of realized that most of the features are, you know, they're OGs. They've been in it. They've been seasoned. They know the business. They know the business enough to know how to handle themselves professionally. They don't have to worry about you getting drunk and beating up the whole fucking dressing room because you're mad about some customer for the night. Like, and a lot of women, you know, they don't make it until they're older for a couple reasons. One, like you just, it becomes something you're just sick of dealing with. Uh, two, it takes a max, a, ma, a major toll on your body, a major toll. My neck's fucked up because I used to be the wild young entertainer that would get so fucked up and party so fucking hard and turn everybody up so much that I'd fell on my head off the fucking pole a couple times. My top four vertebrae are severed together and I don't even know whether it's from rodeo or from dancing and falling on my fucking head, but I'm pretty sure it's from both. And, and part of it definitely from falling on my head because like I'm gonna get fucked up again tomorrow when I go back to work so that pain's going away you know what I mean I don't need to go to the doctor I can still move and function I need to make money was the mental yeah. you know back then like I mean now I mean, I'm like I had I had it when I was in the military I mean I had uh, I pulled like a lot of my uh, uh, my groin muscle but my ab muscles I was moved I was it was a stupid thing uh, I thought he had like it was close to about 500 pounds of equipment and everything and I was pushing it off and I had the handle and everything like that he didn't have it and I was still holding on to it so I had to like pull it back in and yeah I had strained all over everything and I went back to work the next day I just popped like a couple of uh, uh, ibuprofen that was good well I everybody thinks it's so cool when the stripper flips upside down on the pole um, I did that one day and rolled a rib and perforated my fucking lung and every fourth breath that I would take, I would start going into a coughing fit because I couldn't fucking breathe. And I was like, fuck it, I ain't taking off of work. This just means we need to hang out in the champagne room because I can't go on stage. I'm in pain. Get me drunk and let's have fun. You know, like, yeah. we're, we, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe a lot of that comes from my upbringing and being a farmer's granddaughter and constantly, like, you know, watching my grandpa, he's, fucked up and the conveyor belts broke down he don't care he's going to grab five gallon buckets to feed a hundred head of cow like I don't know if it's that part or if I, I mean I'm sure part of it has to do with how I'm raised but I'm just a go-getter like it's not everything in my life has always been mind over matter and I'm better move out of my way <laughs> like it's not gonna stop me and if you're trying to you better move I just I just like the uh the saying that people ask me is like, "Are you tough?" I'm like, "Well, I did hold a flashlight for my dad for when he was trying to work on a car." So, yeah. I mean, I helped my mom pull apart cars and rebuild them. Like, she she owned a construction company, and we that's what I did on the weekends. Her dad owned a tree service, and if I got in trouble, I had to go deal with him on the weekends, picking up logs and stuff. Like, I've always just been. I mean, my whole family is all business oriented. Everybody either is in law enforcement or they own a business. So. Yeah. That's like that now. My dad was uh, prior military, and then he went to the sheriff's department and everything like that. We usually, it, I had anything wrong with the car, I had to fix it. It's like, hey, it's your car, fix it. And the only reason why I got rid of my 1978 uh, Chevy Impala is because I forgot to tighten the uh, uh, fuel line. 
tighter than it should and the car kind of you know went into bursting flames yeah so some of the crazy like i don't i won't go anywhere in public with a stranger so typically i would either be like come to the club or come to this club because it's public I'm not going to go to a stranger. I don't even go to a strange environment by myself, let alone with a stranger that the owner doesn't know me or security doesn't know me or somebody doesn't know me because, I mean, and I didn't, I did this before anyway. Like, I try to or not draw attention because I'm not an average chick. I mean, I mean, I'm not the most beautiful person, but I have an energy and an aura about me that turns heads. And you, draws attention. You mean to tell and me. whether it be positive or negative, I don't want attention. I, if I'm going out, it's because I want to enjoy an atmosphere that isn't the same atmosphere. I mean, there's sometimes, and it's funny because I used to... Yeah, that's a train rolling by. I guess it's that time. That's typically our cue that we're almost out of time. Yeah, yeah that usually is the cue. Okay, I think he's done honking. Uh, no, you don't get into white vans for free tacos? Um, no. Oh, it's a fun We ride. were just talking at last night because we had a black van that looked like one of those white vans parked outside of the strip club. I bartended at the strip club last night because they needed their shirt on staff. Uh-huh. And our dancers are like, that guy's creepy. And the, the security's like, fuck yeah, he is. He's driving one of those fucking white vans except for it's black it makes it even scarier <laughs> that's creepy yeah um yeah so like I really don't date you have to like make yourself known to me and hang out with me for quite a while before I ever voluntarily go anywhere and typically I'm driving my own fucking car there because I've been in the industry for too long I've seen too many people you know, everybody's like, oh, let's get married. And it's like, you think that's the end all, the answer for everything? Like, you know how many married men? Like, no, those are the fucking worst. Like, he's like, no, 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 no. I still, I still like the little. So trust, trust is a big issue for me. Yeah. And so I don't, I no, don't I still, really I still, I still like the, uh, the science experiment, I guess you would call it. Because we had a Graham Central Station and... <clears throat> Me and a buddy of mine, we tried to get uh, women's numbers and everything throughout the night. But we both didn't wear wedding bands. And he, he was the one that told me this thing. If you wear a wedding band, it's more likely you actually pick up a number and pick up a woman. I was like, bullshit. We went up there, no wedding bands. I didn't pick up anything. He made maybe about one number and one check. Next night, it was exactly night we went to the pawn shop beforehand got a couple of wedding uh gold bands went out to the club i got like five and he got like 15 i'm like what the fuck i i, I just didn't get it well i guess it's safe for women to be that with men that are like that because they're already tied down and they don't have to worry about them wanting to swoop them off their feet or move yeah them that in was that or... was the conclusion of the whole thing was that i just believed that they 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 know it's gonna it's gonna be safe or it's one of those things is this person's already taken someone actually cares about them and everything like that maybe I can get an in on that stuff I mean a lot of the cases was it yeah because I I, I I get called one of the numbers and I was like hey we 
we met last night, blah, blah, blah. And, and I, I, I did it like an actual science experiment. It's like, hey, it's like, why, why did you, why did you give me your number? And she was like, well, you seem like a nice guy and everything like that. And I saw that someone, literally verbatim, I saw that you, you were married, but you're still talking to me and everything like that. And I thought it was a safe approach and everything. I was like, I'm not married. She's like, what? I was like, no, I'm not married. So you lied to me, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I didn't lie to you. You just perceived that. Shout out to DJ Cody Yarbrough in the house. What's up? But I guess that's uh, the end of the episode. You're going to have to splice that together somehow. And, oh, it uh, just merges it. By it, it does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just drag and drop and then create episodes. I fucking... Okay. I'm done with this whole something wanting to be in my ass shit. I have a bug down the back of my fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I got this on video. Oh, my God. Hi. Oh, my God. This is fucking hilarious. She's literally chugging in her ass to get this goddamn bug. Oh, my God. I thought I felt something. Did you see me put my hand yeah, back there yeah. a minute ago? I was like, and I then was I was like, like no, thought... there's something biting my fucking ass right now. Last week, it was Last tons was of pieces the... of hard wood that then became moist before I pulled them out of my fucking ass. <laughs> because I sat out here on this picnic table. I think you might have to sand this thing down again or something. And get a bug net for next week. Yeah. I'm 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 going to chop this up and I'm gonna put it on the Angry Me uh, fan page on Facebook and on Instagram. You are gonna see her digging her ass (laughs) trying to get that fucking bug. That is awesome. That is awesome. I got work I have to do now. Great. Uh, This is your hostess of the night, the fucking bar manager of fucking... Oh, O'Brien's digging her ass. But anyways, I gave her... <laughs> Look, you can't take it out of her. No, no, you know what's really sad is, uh, uh last episode when you are wearing the sports bra and everything, I was, I was gonna tell you this off air, but fuck it, you know, I'll tell you now. <laughs> I literally was looking at your chest and I was, like, hoping your tits would not fall out because they just looked like they are about to fucking <laughs> fall out. I was like, I, I was like, don't you, on. don't you fucking do it. That's I was those, like, li- literally telling you. That's what those push-up your, bras do. I am 40. That, well, that was definitely the bra. I, w- I was literally, that was the only thing I was thinking. I was like, don't you fucking come out of here. Don't you, do you stay in there. They <laughs> <laughs> don't pay as much Oh, edit. my goodness. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, actually that wraps up. We are going to go in and enjoy some open mic comedy. We have the podcast. If you want to come listen live on the patio every Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time or comedy, open mic comedy starts at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time every Monday. So that's it. I'm David Dickerman. Thank you all for listening. This is also Cynthia Anderson. And we are out of here.